If you would, take your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'll be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 34. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 34. For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may, be, may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. If the song that we've just sung... And the scripture that was just read, do not tug at your heartstrings. I don't know what to say. How do you see yourself? Do you view yourself as a free American living in the land of liberty? Or do you view yourself as Daniel living in a foreign land? Because this earth is not our home. How do you view yourself? As a country, we celebrate Memorial Day, a time that was to remember those who sacrificed and gave their life for our country. But it's changed so much over the years. No longer is it on the day that had originally been set aside for it. We've changed it so that we could have a three-day weekend to go along with it. We altered the time or the reason for it. We have the running of the Indianapolis 500. We have a lot of other things that are associated with Memorial Day, kicking off the summertime, barbecues and whatever else. 
that we actually forget the reason for it. Go out to DFW National Cemetery on Memorial Day. Catch a glimpse of all those flags that have been placed by each grave. A sober reminder of the freedom that we have. But how often have we forgotten it and changed it again to suit our purpose? We've partaken of a memorial of the sacrifice that the Lord has made for us. Have we changed it? It took approximately 10 minutes for us to do the Lord's Supper. 10 minutes. Is that our sacrifice? Is that our reminder? Is that the depths of our heart? 10 minutes out of a week to remember the Lord. How do we view what's involved? That memorial feast of which we partook of is serious. This is the way that the Lord Jesus Christ has chosen for us to remember him. This is his method for us to remember a sacrifice that saves us from eternal damnation. A sacrifice that gives us a hope of eternity with God in his house. And how does it affect us? Just part of a day, go on, live our lives the way that we choose and forget this sacrifice. Do we forget what it is that the Lord has asked us to do? Look in verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. This is a constant reminder of us of his death, not just his life, 
not just his reason for coming, and we need to be mindful of that, but as a reminder of his death on that cruel cross, nailing our sins to that cross. And we're to do this until he comes again. There is that constant reminder to us of that which was in the past, that which we are doing currently, and that which is to be done into the future. That anticipation of who the Lord is. You look at Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11. Catch a glimpse of how much time it took for Jesus to plan and to execute the salvation that we have. Consider the cost. Again, go back and read the words of the song that we sung. How often do we think of what we have done, what we're doing, what we plan to do, without giving consideration to what the Lord planned and what He did? Not thinking equality with God a thing to be grasped or to be held on to, but was willing to empty himself. That song was very appropriate and hitting basically the, the points of the, of the sermon outline. Think about it. Oh, I've sacrificed a lot for the Lord. No. No. I have been richly blessed beyond measure by what the Lord has done. There's no sacrifice on my part. Going reaping the benefits, the depths of his love for me, giving me that anticipation for a home with him in heaven. Consider the past. Go back to Matthew 26, verses 37 and 38. And see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. See how it's described that he was deeply distressed. Agony. His sweat like drops of blood. Laying prostrate on the ground. For you, for me, begging the Father, if there is any other way, please use it. But to have that understanding, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Have this mind in you that was in Christ Jesus. Nevertheless, not my will. It's not what I plan to do. It's not how I plan to live my life. It's not how I plan to serve God. It's God's will. Surrendering to it. 
recognize not the sacrifice that we make, but the blessings that we receive in being the children of God, redeemed by that precious blood of the Lamb. Go to chapter 27 of Matthew, verse 46. Hear that cry, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Catch the anguish of that moment. Why have you forsaken me? Well, then to go over to John 19 and verse 30. To hear that final cry, it is finished. And he died for you, for me. Is this partaking of the Lord's Supper that's limited to 10 minutes out of a worship hour? Is that the extent of the depths that we consider and reflect upon and the life that we live because he gave his life. We are here today. We have gathered here this morning only because of the past. His death for your sins. His resurrection. His ascension back to the Father. Currently, if you will, then sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. Making intercession on our behalf. But we're here this morning because of the past. Because he died on that cross. Because he carried a load that he fell beneath. And we'll talk about how great a sacrifice we've made in serving God. What a sacrifice we made to forsake the things of the world for this time to come together to honor Him, to thank Him, and to express our deep gratitude for what He's done. We're not here for a matter of convenience. There was no convenience for Jesus to leave heaven, to live on this earth, to be rejected at every step of the way, to die, abandoned by those whom he loved. It wasn't a matter of convenience for him. It's a matter of love. For his father. The matter of his love for us. We're not here this morning to suit our lifestyle. We're here to honor God. This first day of the week had no special significance. Before that resurrection 
of Jesus Christ. It had a part in the Old Testament, yea, on the day of Pentecost, the 50 days passing Passover. But it did not have the meaning that the first day of the week has today. Pentecost, it moved quickly from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The apostles, when they met with the Jews, met where the Jews met and gathered to preach Jesus to them. But when the disciples gathered together, it's interesting. They gathered together on the first day of the week. Read his resurrection in John 20 and verse 1, the first day of the week. You drop down to verse 26 of there. Eight days later, by the Jewish day of reckoning, it would be the first day of the week. The disciples were gathered together again. It's interesting, at least from my perspective, if you will. Did you know that there was a Sabbath day in between? And no reference is made to the disciples gathering on the Sabbath day. They came together upon the first day of the week to praise God. Is the day important? Does it matter? Does it matter why we gather together? We're here today because of a song that we often sing. We're here because he paid a debt that he did not owe. Because we owed a debt that we could not pay. Why we're here, is it not? He paid the debt for us. He paid the price for every minute sin that we commit. Because we never could pay that debt. We never could make it right with God. And we still cannot make it right with God apart from that broken body and that blood that was given on that cross. How do we respond? This is a constant reminder to us that we proclaim the Lord's death. A constant reminder to us of the shortcoming of our lives. And yet we struggle with it. As again we sang in the song before the lesson. Oh, I've traveled a lonely load. I've had a heavy load to carry and to bear. Oh, I've been looked down upon. I've been persecuted. Then he gently said to me, I carried it all. I carried it all. Oh, I can think of the great things that I could do. I could go to a foreign country and give my life in service to God. That's not what he's asked. 
If it's just a cup of cold water given in my name, then that's what I've asked. He came to serve and not to be served. He left that example for us to follow in his steps. He came to do the will of the Father who is in heaven. That was his meat. That's what drove him. That's what kept him going. And that is where he drew his strength as he walked here and died on that cross. I do all things that are pleasing in his sight. We look forward to the future in the partaking of the Lord's Supper. Until he comes again. But there is that reminder. When he comes again, what? Hebrews 9 and verse 27 reminds us that it is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. Are you ready for that day? Honestly, are you ready for that day? Talked this morning in the auditorium class about the step into eternity. That twinkling of an eye. And never knowing when that twinkling of an eye is going to take place. When I move from the physical life into that eternal spiritual life. Am I ready? Are you ready? Peter reminds us that we need to regard the fact that the Lord has not returned yet to be salvation. The fact that he has not yet come means that he's given us time in which to make changes in our life, to learn how to sacrifice self, how to deny self, how to take up that cross daily and follow him, how to keep our heart, our mind, our ambition. I want to be with the Lord forever. Do not want to lose salvation because of something temporary in this life. It's simply not worth it. Will I indeed give God more than 10 minutes to remember the Lord's death? his sacrifice and the hope that that has given to me. May it be something that indeed I live out within my life day by day. Jesus is tenderly calling
Are there any sweeter words than that? Jesus is tenderly calling you home. The question is why do you delay? Why do you delay in giving Jesus the life? Why do you delay in taking him at his word? Look at your life this morning. Is it where God would want it to be? Or is there a need for you to make a change within your life? If there is, if we could assist you, if we could help you in making that change, then indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing. Jesus is dead.